The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Well met, fellow adventurers. Now it's time to start, start some more adventures in different places. Next one will be Attack on Ash Aslire. Kotal Kotal's Ojoak are on the march, the young master maid says, repeating what he told you only moments ago. There has been an incident in Ashlire. Start this adventure. The dark-haired, plainly attired man seated across from you in the small, hopelessly squalid period-deaded eastern trithic is upon first glance to be much too young to be a master spellcaster. With only a few minutes of speaking with him, however, you are convinced that he is indeed a mage of great skill, and a man who has travelled a long way to seek you out. Twimmingly, casually clasps his hands and lays them on a the table. He seems unaffected by the surrounding din of the bustling, bustling establishment. And you know, not first time, he's yet to even glance at the steaming mug of Palo resting before him. I'm fortunate to have found you, Soup, he says. I was surprised to learn that you'd been initiated into Circle, though I must say it pleases me. Your well-deserved reputation is known to us, of course, and you're precisely the person we need for this, for the wild and delicate task in hand. Before you can ask what the task is, and why is it Timley? A master mage from Ashbeer, the city of the Grey Mage, has taken it up, taken it upon him to visit you here in Trific. The young man launches a brief but detailed account of events that led to this clandestine meeting. You learn that the Twimley had travelled to Tilsa from the city of Ashbeer in the southern in the southern reaches of northern Swiss with the hopes of capturing a renegade sorceress by the name of Korotol. It owes you that Korotol recently escaped from the Tysa, after attempting to stage a coup against the Grey Mage, sorry. Right, who is Korotol? There's a link here. Korotol. Once a highly regarded mage within the Grey Circle, the sorceress known as Korotol now resides in exile, the misty depths of Fogborough Forest. With an army of Okorupt before her, the treacherous sorceress attempted to overthrow the Grey Mage and take control of the magical brotherhood to which she had sworn her allegiance. The crew was quickly put down to defeat and Korotol fled to the Fogborough with the remnants of Oroturok. 
Power, powerful death curve was subsequently placed upon her by the Grey Mage. A curse that would be fulfilled should should Kuratel ever step past the borders of Fogborough. Kuratel is a master of several magical disciplines and the curator of the Ultrawok. It is believed that refusal by the Grey Mage to allow the Grey Circle to adopt and employ a steady army of Ultrawok what led her to stage the coup that ended in Corotel's flight and exile over here. She fled into Fogborough Forest, he says, his voice adopting a quick tone as he utters the name of the forsaken wood. We tracked her to the edge of that wood, but were forbidden to enter it in pursuit of her. Corotel is both powerful and dangerous, and it was suddenly decided a curse we placed of her to prevent her from ever leaving Fogborough. Tyranny tells you that the Grey Mage placed the curse upon the sorceress. The curse of death that would be fulfilled if Corotor ever left the forest into which she fled. The curse was only meant to allow us time to the time required to plot her extraction, says the young mage, his steely gaze fixed on you. Corotor must eventually return to Aspia, where she'll be made to stand trial for her crimes. Fortunate, however, the while the curse will keep her confined to that misty wood. The effects of her magic may, in a sense, be able to reach beyond its borders. Indeed, or it's already done so. Our Otowak are on the march. Timony tells you that Corotel, a master of several magical disciplines, has long been suspected to have acquired proficiency in the ancient and dark art of goblin magic. Practice of such magic is forbidden by the Grey Circle. The ambitious sorceress secretly acquired her dark knowledge and put it to use, constructing the foundations of her sinister endeavors. She created a waste of wood and eye beings which have become known as the Otowak. Many hundreds of Otowak were created in secretly and brought to life with her magic. They formed a powerful army guided only by her command. An army that was to overthrow the Grey Mage and ultimately plunge much of the world into chaos. Don't think I overstate the power upon the brink of which we nimbly danced these past few months. Intrigued by the Master Mage's account, you're asking about Corto's stage coup and the Otowak. The coup, the coup was discovered just before Corto's most sinister plans were set afoot. Swift action and no small measure of good fortune disrupted her efforts and helped her to rout her army or to work. She fled north and we tracked her to the very edge of Fogbar. The remnants of her wood army, perhaps five dozen or to work, delved into that coarse, cursed wood with her. Timley tells you that it is believed that a handful of conspirators aided Corto's escape and that when discovered, they would certainly face trial and likely death. You ask him why it is. Short you out. Corotel and Okorok are on the march, he says, repeating what he told only moments ago. There's been an incident in Ashlyre. You listen with growing horror as Tumley relates to, waits to you the details of the incident that has only just taken place in the Tower of Ashlyre on the eastern edge of the forest. He tells you that a large force of Okorok emerged from the misty wood and attacked Ashley only two days ago. The windless Okorok quickly overwhelmed the town's meagre defences 
and sent its citizenry fleeing south. A few brave souls, including most of Ash, Ashlar's militia, stayed behind to battle the fearsome modern iron beings. They were ultimately defeated by the mindless, merciless pawns of Kortal. I arrived with my own company, but it's too late to do anything on the town's behalf, says Timberley, turning to glance at a group of men entering the paleo den. After stowing them for a moment, he turns back to you, seemingly disregarding any sudden notion he might have had about them. The townsfolk are safe, he says. They are encamped in the hills south of Fogbar. They're presently under guard of those in my company. I don't believe there are any others who yet to know who yet know of the attack on Ashlar. For now, it would be for the better if all involved who were to stay that way. Timothy tells you that he and his company had, had tracked Koratel to Fogbar with designs on attempting to extract her from the wood and return her to Ashbeer, where she would stand trial for her crime. This, she is now what he now gives, is no longer their aim. We believe that the Ultrawok that attacked Ashley are the last remnants of her army, he says. When everything destroyed, her ability to inflict her wickedness on the realm beyond the borders of her fog enshrouded prison will be minimal. Our orders, straight from Andrian, are to see through it they are defeated. It's been decreed that Kurato may remain in the fog, within fog, but utterly impotent, imprisoned by the curse of death she could not hope to break. The thing is, if they're made out of wood and iron, she's got one of the materials in abundance. And iron's very common. Iron is very, very common in the world, if you're willing to settle for less substandard horse and say you have an army of an army of tournaments to get the iron for it. Yeah. And of course, with all that crazy and that curse on the past, you should probably be able to find other things too. Timothy says his superiors have ordered that the attack on Ashley, including the incident of Cortez's attempted coup and subsequent flight, remain secret until the matter has been successfully resolved. That is why I sought you out. While we protect the sick people of Ashley, we need you to clear the town of the Otowok that now roam its streets. We only wish you to set things right and see to it that Sir Hull earns no ill fame because of this incident. It must be done quickly and quietly. The Otowok that are presently are presently contained within Ashley, but should they be allowed to leave and move elsewhere? This entire, entire effort will be lost, and I fear a great many lives will be endangered. We know your reputation, Zoop. You're our first and only choice for this task of no small importance. You understand the need for urgency, need that's plainly evident on Timothy's voice. And you can readily see it is ne- why it is necessary for the Grey Circle want to keep the matters of Koato's attempted coup and attack on Ashley a secret. The uprising against the Grey Mage, despite its failure, was searching be looked upon by the guild's enemies as a sign of fracture within the brotherhood, and ultimately weakness. Timothy looks over his shoulder and turns his gaze back to you. I ask this as a favour, 
from the Grey Mage, he says. Even before Timony added the final final piece to his pitch, you had made up your mind to help the people of Ashlai by undertaking the endeavour to weed, to rid the invaded town of the menace of the Ultarok. When you tell the young Master Mage that you accept the mission, the stoic expression is momentarily exchanged for a smile. He nods and tells you your task must begin at once, because it won't be long before the Ultarok that occupies the town seek to move elsewhere. Without further delay, two of you set off for Ashlai. The trek to Ashlai with Triffic takes longer than you expect, and before you reach the Occupy it's you and Tom Jumir, you stop at the encampment nestled in the hills south of Fogborough. At least two dozen armoured men, each undoubtedly proficient in the sturdy weaponry with which they are equipped, are closely guarding the displaced and bewildered inhabitants of Ashlai. As you pass through the camp, you can't help but feel the guards are not only making certain no harm comes to the people who are in Timonichot, also none of the refugees wander on. Timony consults with scouts, with the scouts on the outside of the camps, and you both learn the Ultrawork still occupy a town, which is beyond only a few leagues north and east. Resting for a brief spell in the encampment, during which time you meet several of Ashlai's residents, you and Timony set off to the northeast, heading towards the sinister, fog-shrouded wood of the town that rests on its eastern shoulder. Just after midday, when you catch your first sight of Ashlai, the stockaded town, its wooden wall resembling fang-filled jaws at a distance, stands in the shadow of the cursed wood to its west, a rolling blanket of mist nearly knee-deep, slivers out of fog bar and, and covers much of the ground in this region. For quite some time, you studied the abandoned town, seeking any sign of the Ocarot you're told still occupied. Said nothing stirs in Ashley. At the edge of the fog-covered plain south of Ashla, Timony takes his leave of you, telling you that you'll head back to the encampment and await your return. Young Master Maid wishes you luck and thanks you. There is one other matter I have not mentioned to this point. Perhaps I fail to see its significance to now, he says, after meeting you in the shoulder box. But a man from our party by the name of Lyasawan mentioned to Lassie soon after it was taken by Elsewhere. At the time, we believe Korto herself had somehow dodged the per- curse placed upon her. It was in the town with her army. They were almost sent to effect a capture. Task which was quite capable and well equipped. As you must have already guessed, he did not return. Tony tells you it is a certainty that Eliasson met his end at the hand of the hands of the Ultrawark. He carried with him a stoppered vial. The vial is filled with a red vapour that continuously swirls. If you should find Eliasson alive or dead, quite probably still possesses the vial. You must return it to me should you require it. The magic contained within the vial is perhaps our best best and last weapon against Corotol. He nodded in response to what he just said. You must be swift, and dare not tarry in there, he says, his voice adopting a kindly tone, as he issued what should also be an unnecessary warning. Defeat the Ultrawak, and return with the vial, if it remains to be found. My prayers go with you, Zoop. And so, 
at the edge of the fog-shrouded plain south of Ashna, Timothy bids you farewell and wishes you luck before turning and making his way back towards the encampment. Without watching it apart, you strike out across the misty ground towards the dark wall of timber that surrounds the taken town. As each step carries you closer to Ashlar, your mind begins to focus sharply on task hand. Your every force is now bent on liberating the remote settlement of the marauding army of the Wenegade Sorceress. The heavy timber gates, which provide the only breach in the formidable wall that surrounds Ashley, stand open. As you answer them, your eyes gaze along the town's main thoroughfare, which continues almost due north through the gates. Much to surprise, the broad lane is deserted. You expected to find the town crawling with Ultrawak. The first glimpse of us gives you no indication whether or not the invaders who drove out the town's citizens still remain. Despite some nagging misgivings about the impending endeavour, and your sudden urge to question true purpose your mission here, boldly make your way into the abandoned town. You stand just inside the heavy timber gates of Ashley. To the north, the town's main thoroughfare stretches out of sight, smaller lanes leading off it to the east and west at various intervals. An eerie silence hangs over the streets of the remote town. Now and again, thin wisps of fog, the remainder of the town's close proximity to the cursed forest to the west, Scroll across in front of you, momentarily obscuring the ground. So I want a dungeon map, dungeon style map, out of the west here. Alright, going north. Now, signpost here indicates west, past streets to the west, and east end lane to the east. Okay, I'll go down west past street. You're making your way along west past street to the west. To the south, you see the town council building. The town council building, a small wooden stone structure, appears to be undergoing a series of renovations, is empty. A quick but thorough search of the premise turns up no sign of the Ultrawak. Be told, still occupy Ashley. Confident there is nothing further to see, you once again start off to resume your exploration. Okay, down to back to the thoroughfare. Now, long East End Lane. To north, you see a large barn filled with timbers going there. The large timber-filled barn is stacked from end to end with freshly hewn logs that ultimately undoubtedly take it from the wooded hills to the north. A quick but thorough search of the premises, premise turns up no sign of the altar rock. You've been told still occupy Ashley. Confidence nothing further to see here. Once again, set off to resume your exploration. The large and well-kept stables are empty. Not a single horse remains in any of the numerous stalls that line both sides of the broad central aisle that divides the sturdy structure. You have no doubt that that Ashley's sisters took the horses with them when they fled. A quick but thorough search of the, pre- the premises turns up no sign of the ultrawork. Be told, still occupy Ashley. Confident there's nothing further to see here, you once again set off to resume your exploration. Okay, going on off along the main thoroughfare. A sign here indicates Tower Lane to the west. Alright, what's down there? Making my way along Tower Lane. 
The, the tall and sturdy watchtower, constructed entirely of large timbers, is empty. So why is the tower must be used by the town's militia required away to see over the walls around Ashlar and give them a clear view of the dark forest to the west. A quick but thorough search of the premises turns up no sign of the outwork told still occupy Ashlar. Confident there's nothing further to see here, you once again set off to resume your exploration. Long tower lane to the main thrower there. Go north some more. A sign here indicates Stone Cross Lane to the east. Alright, go along Stone South Town Well. Ashlar's well is situated in the centre of a small square of buildings that house the town's few shops. The well square and the buildings that flank it all appear to be empty. A quick but thorough search of the immediate area turns up no sign of the Ultrak. He told still occupy Ashlar. Covenant there's nothing further to see here. Once again set off to resume your exploration. Alright, back to the main thoroughfare. To the west. To the west is Dawn Way. Going along Dawn Way. To north, you see the militia training yard. This broad stone wall, grassy expanse, tucked in between two large wooden wood structures, serves as the training yard for the town's militia. The yard and the bu buildings that surround it are empty. A quick but thorough search of the immediate area turns up no sign of the Otwok you've been told to still occupy Ashley. And when they have places to hide. Confident there is nothing further to see here, you once again set off and resume your exploration. Alright, back to the main thoroughfare. And to the west you see a tall, tall stone monument, and Woods Quest Lane is to the east. What is this tall stone monument? A tall stone monument to tip depicting the three brothers that founded Ashlar more than four centuries ago, standing in the middle of the small square of buildings. A quick but thorough search of the immediate area turns up no sign of the Ulkuruk, who have been told still occupy Ashlar. Confident there is nothing further to see here. It's again set off to resume your exploration. Okay, down, going down Woodcast Lane. Lying... Ooh, something's turned up. Lying at the edge of the street is the body of a middle-aged man. His eyes are closed. The moment, it's almost as if he's resting peacefully. But his blood-soaked clothing and his mangled limbs and torso leave you no doubt of the gruesome end he met in this, from this very spot. You quickly recall Temley's description of Eliza and, it, and immediately search the man's body for any sign of the stock of violence. But there is none to be had. Confident the man lying before you is indeed Lyason. Completely confident he no longer possesses the vial that Timley asked you to retrieve. You say a quick prayer before moving his body into an empty nearby building. With the fate of. Oh, 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 it's like the people who own that building. You know, you'll you know, get home after. After, you know, their town has been saved, they get home. And there's a corpse in their house. <laughs> well, that'd be odd. Be quite a shock. 
With the fate of the missing member of Timney's party no longer a mystery, you promptly resume your exploration. Now and again, things were I'm making, my, I'm making my way along Woodcrest Lane. Now and again, thin strands of mist swirl across your path as you explore the eerily quiet streets. To the south, you see Ashley's only tavern. The tavern? Now, my adventure... Now, since that's the, the last place in the town to visit, and it's a tavern, adventure awaits. Ashley's only inn and tavern. The well-kept sage law stands empty. Quick, but though a searcher turns up no sign of the oak work. Been told still occupy Ashlar. Confident there's nothing further to see here, you once again set off to resume your exploration. As you turn to move away from the tavern, your eyes fall upon a, on a sight on the street up ahead that causes your heart to skip a beat. Silently filling the entire breadth of the street below, numbering at least 50, with their solemn, slender, unmoving wooden faces turned towards you, to what appears to be an entire legion of that attacked Ashlar. You marvel at the apparent speed of which remarkable, but deadly, magical wood and iron beings, beings were... Were able to fill the street in small while your attention was directed elsewhere. Where were they hiding? Despite the growing fascination with which you regard this magically created army of Coratel, you quickly realised that you were in grave danger to either escape these old work or face certain death. Before you can act, however, five of the Ultrawak move swiftly before to engage you. You quickly fall back assume a defensive stance, positioning yourself so you only have to face one of the wooden beings at a time. Okay, it's an Ultrawak. Now these have a description in the law book. I'm going to read that now. The Ultrawak, an ancient Alvarian word that roughly translates into open porn, is the name given to the wood and iron beings created by Coratel. A powerful sorceress, those misdeeds resulted in her banishment from the Grey Circle and subsequent exile in the cursed forest of Fogborough. Okorupt are genuinely slender, human-sized beings crafted out of a combination of wood and iron. The magically animated Okorupt only have very limited intellectual capacity. Their actions are almost entire, almost fully controlled by the creator and the director's instructions to infuse into their being at the time of their creation. As they are largely mindless, Okorukt are relentless, fearless combatants, making them formidable foes. One of the more sinister traits of these strange beings is the ability to discern the tactics of enemy combats, combatants and mimic them, thus placing themselves on near-equal footing with their foes in battle. Due to the powerful magic that courses through them, Otorok are exceptionally strong. While they can employ a wide variety of weaponry, these wood and iron beings often fight unarmed. Otorok emits an anti-magic field intended to defeat magic that is used against them. 
also at Carter and infused her creations with this ability prior to her unsuccessful coup against the Grey Mage. She now believes that the only place one might hope to find Ogrok is within the depths of Fogborough Forest. Following her attempted coup, Korator fled into the forest with her elements of a Rotorok army. In the aftermath of Korator's treacherous act, the Grey Mage is said to have placed a powerful death curse on the renegade sorceress, forever exiling her to Fogborough. Alright, I'm going to fight these things. Alright. Oh, it's just... The Oshrock strikes it with his iron-tipped wooden limbs. The Oshrock strikes you with a staggering blow. For five damage, my body and spirit help me avoid being stung. Stunned. Yeah, I'm fighting, I'm fighting, I'm fight, fight. And there we are. 14 XP, you step back from the shattered remains of the Shane Okorok, prepare to engage the next of the sinister beings. Ooh, the, the Okorok stripes at you with the iron tip wood and links. The Okorok has adapted its combat tactics to match yours. Oh no! Now I need to, now, go, now it's gone from needing to roll a 3 plus to an 8 plus, making it much, much harder. Strikes a staggering blow. And is this lane? Another 14 XP. It's number 3. Alright, and yep. Yeah. It's number 4. Oh, it's adapted its combat tactics to me once again. Well, first time for that one. Are you slaying this foe? Slain Okorok crumbled into a pile of splintered wood and bent iron at your feet. Take this time to heal. You maintain your combat ready stance, breathlessly awaiting, awaiting the next wave of Okorok to step forward and engage you. Much to your astonishment, however, the rainy force of Okorok turned and rapidly dispersed, moving off in seemingly random directions with a hardly a sound. No matter of moments, there is no, no longer any sign of the strange, silent beings. Now, fully fully aware of the fact that the Oshuk are indeed within the walls of Ashton, you realise... You realise the daunting task of defeating the wooden iron army of Koratel. It's at last begun. Okay, they're, they're splitting up. Now... I think pretty much anyone who knows anything about military tactics means you don't split up. You don't divide your army. Unless you absolutely have to. Because otherwise you can and will be defeated in detail. That's, that's pretty... It's, it's, right, it's right in the top. Make your doom stack. It's all about the doom stacks. Make your army, concentrate your army as much as tactics and logistics allow. Don't split up your army. They're going to be different. I'm going to knock them off one at a time. Oh well. Alright, now to... Now. Now I've just got to... Back to the tavern. 
The moment you step into the tavern, you find yourself confronted by four overworked, the silent and emotionless beings of iron and wood. So, iron and wood. Soldiers in Corto's magically risen army turn in your direction, feeling their slender, featureless faces to be little more than crudely horned, honed blocks of wood. Without hesitation, the fearless Okorok start towards you. Hold your ground and engage them. You hardly position yourself, so you only have to face the foremost of the four, swiftly closing on you. I assume I'm in the in the doorway, probably. Because I'm thinking this might this have might you know two doorways, you know, to stop the wind getting in. You have a doorway, this porch, another doorway. I'm probably probably in there. Go to up. Begin combat. They swipe at you with these wooden, time-tipped limbs. Wooden limbs. Staggering blow. Oh, it's, it's adapted again. Slaying the foe. Heal. Next one. There's three left. Fight these ones. There's two left. Alright. Last. You valiantly hold your ground and prepare to battle the last of the Ogorok that occupies the tavern. Hey, stop ruining taverns. People need taverns for the drinking. The last of the Ogorok collapses into a heap at your feet. 128 experience to general. With no more Ogorok to be found in or around the tavern, you spend a few moments recovering from the brutal engagement as you check over your equipment. When at last you're ready to continue, you once again set off on your way through Ashlar. Alright, next up, the Stall Stone Monument to the west. The moment you approach the stone monument, you find yourself confronted by five Ogorok, the silent and emotionless beings of iron and wood. Soldiers in Corotel's magically wizened army. Army turn in your direction, revealing their slender, featureless faces to be little more than crudely hewn blocks of wood. Without hesitation, the fearless Odorks start towards you. I face them. Yes, they, they charge forward. Oh, it's adapted, it's combat. Now it's, it's adapted to 11 plus to wall. Now I'm gonna. It's gonna be tough. It's too tough, but still, it is slain. 14 XP. Heal, definitely heal after that. Alright, four left. I managed to get that one slain before it could adapt. Yeah, you, know, you might just get lucky when you're fighting these. Because they adapt mid combat. Last 100, 128 experience to general. With no ochre up to be found in the air of the stone monument, you spend a few moments recovering from the brutal engagement as you check over your equipment. You know, at last you're ready to continue. You once again 
set off on your way through Ashlar. Okay, down the main thoroughfare. Now west along Dawn Way. Heel, heel. Six Okorukt in the militia training yard. Hold your ground and engage them. Alright, and fight. 14 XP. Adapted his combat strategies just now. Have to roll an 8 or higher. Alright, fight, fight, fight. Three closing in now. Three left. Two left. Fight, 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 fight. Boat to work. It's adapted to. Ah, what the? Oh, that nearly got me that one. 22 XP. I'm at 128 XP, with no old to be found in or around the trading yard. You spend a few moments recovering from the brutal engagement as you check out your equipment. When at last your way is continue, you once again set off on your way through Ashlai. Can we heal from that? Alright, what's... There we go. Stone Cross Lane to the east. Town well. The moment you enter the well square, you find yourself confronted by seven Ukarakt. Oh, I gotta hope, hope, hold my ground and engage these too. You've slain your foe, 6 XP. Alright, yep. Five, five left now. Slashy, slashy. Alright, keep fighting him, keep fighting him. They slash, swipe at me with their iron-tipped wooden limbs. But that doesn't mean they're not going to be smashed. Because that's what I'm doing. That's what, I, that's what I've been told. This is, this is a favour from the Grey Mage himself. And I'm saving people. This isn't your towel. Get out of it, last of the Otawak here. Oh, I busted that one up with a battle wage, 20 XP. Last of the Okura collapses into a heap at your feet. 128 experience. With no more Otorok to be found in or around the well square, we spend a few moments recovering from the brutal engagement. As you check over your equipment. When at last ready to continue, you once again set off on your way through Ashlar. Alright, going south along the main thoroughfare. Tower lane to the west. One more heal. Six Okorakt. The moment you enter the watchtower, you find yourself confronted by six Okorakt. The silent and emotionless beings of iron and wood. Soldiers in Korotov's magically wizen army turn in your direction, revealing their slender, featureless faces to be little more than hu crudely hewn blocks of wood. Without hesitation, the fearless Otoruk start towards you. Hold your ground and face them. 
Oh, they were dusted. I, I did a special blow. A sudden surge of, of, of energy overtakes you and you lay an impossibly swift blow upon your enemy. And I swing my mace at the enemy. That is 32 damage total. They strike you with a straggling blow. But my body and hope and spirit hope to avoid being stunned, but I still take 9 damage. They are slain. It's just adapted its combat statistic. Oh no. Slain. Four autoworks left. Ooh, I got that one down before it could adapt. You should have adapted quicker. You had to adapt, adapt to adapt quicker. 12 XP. Fourteen XP. Fourteen XP. And twenty XP. The last of the Okorok collapses into a heap at your feet. Hundred and twenty-eight experience to general. With no more Okorok to be found in or around the watchtower. You spend a few moments recovering from the brutal engagement as you check over equipment. When at last you're ready to continue once, you once again set off on your way through Ashlar. Alright, back back to the main thoroughfare now. Alright, to the gates. I'm going to west at the gates now. West of the gates, fully restoring SB and, more importantly, Neville Reserve. The south is the town council building. Four Okorakt in there. Alright, fight, fight, fight them. Now there's three of them. And they are slain. The last one here. And 22 experience for the last of them. 128 experience to general. With no more work to be found in or around the council building. You spend a few moments recovering from the brutal engagement as you check over your equipment. Back to the main thoroughfare. Now a long east end lane. Do 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 do. Like that. <laughs> to north you see a large barn filled with timbers. Now you enter the timber barn, you find yourself confronted by four Otorok, the silent and emotionless beings of iron and wood. Soldiers in Corto's magically wizard army turn in your direction, greeting their slender, featureless faces, little more than crudely hewn blocks of wood. Without hesitation, the fearless Otorok start towards you. I hold my ground and face them. Hurriedly position yourself so you, you only have to face the foremost of the four swiftly closing in on you. Alright, begin combat. Oh, I've just been stunned. 
by the by the striking a straggling blow which stunned him, unable to act during the next round of combat. And I can't act, but it doesn't get any, it doesn't take advantage of that, so Alright, this is slain. Edge finished it off with one battle wage. Two overlock left. Adapted his combat, but only to eight plus. Easy peasy. Next one. Slash. Bash, 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 bash. Last of the classes. 128 experience. With no, with no more overlock to be found in or around the timber barn. You spend a few moments recovering from the brutal engagement as you check over your equipment. In your last way to continue once again and set off on your way through Ashlar. Alright, now the south, the well-kept stable. That's the last place I need to clear out. Once you set in the stables, you find yourself confronted by six of them. I fight them. I fight them hard. The Ultra Rock strikes you with that iron tip, wooden limbs, and it adapts to an 8 plus, but it's slain. He swipe at me. He's adapted his combat tactics to 8 plus. He's slain. Four left. I got that down before it could adapt. Woohoo! Slicey. Oh, that stunned me. Oh no, no. 14 XP. Slash. Combat tactics adapted to an 8 plus. Slain. Slain. 128 experience to general. With no more Otox to be found in or around the stables. We spend a few moments occurring for the booth engagement. To check over equipment. When at last you're ready to continue, you once again set off on your way through Ashlar. Alright. To the town gates. Attempt to west. Hmm. Okay, um, I think I've been everywhere now. What's this? Suddenly, you spot something tall moving on the streets ahead. Whatever it is suddenly disappears from view. Alright. Alright, well, right back. No, nothing in the tavern. You move it along the street, coming to a sudden halt as a large oak rock steps into view ahead. A tall, iron, Iron beats wooden being clutched, clutching a heavy mace in its white hand, starts towards you immediately. It will only be a matter of moments before this towering Otrox's lengthy stride places him in striking distance. I attack the large Otrox. The large Otrox is swiftly upon you. Striking out with the heavy mace clutched in its iron-plated fist to begin combat. The large Ultrox swipes at you with its heavy mace, 
just just adapting its combat strat tactics. Oh dear, this is it being huge wasn't bad enough. Alright, let's see and keep swiping with that heavy mace. It's now an 11 plus. Nearly about half the time. Half the time I don't do much damage at all. You've slain the foe. 135 experience in combat. 256 experience to general. The shattered, unmoving remains of the large Ojuan lie on the ground at your feet. You step back from the heap of splintered wood and twisted eye and spend several moments catching your breath. Suddenly, you spot a curious object still clutched in the creature's left hand. You quickly... So quickly pry open the slave motorhook's iron fingers and discover a stoppered vial filled with, filled with swirling red vapour. The vial that Trimley asked you to retrieve the stoppered vial. What is that? This small stoppered vial is filled with an ever swirling red vapour. To examine, let us stowing the vial away amongst your other belongings. You examine the heavy mace the, the motorhook wielded against you. It appears to be an exceptional weapon, though quite heavy. And you carefully consider whether or not you should take it. Mm. So it's very heavy, but it's, it's unmatched. So it's sell for a lot. I'll take it. It's unique. Having retrieved the Vile and defeated all the Oterok that, Oterok that occupied Ashley, you realise your mission here has reached a successful conclusion. Woo! You spend several minutes checking over your equipment and studying the remains of the large Okorok before setting off on your way up the walled town. The track out of Ashley is uneventful, but you receive a caution, uncertain whether any Okorok still remain within its walls. As you reach the gates and pass out the town, moving into the mist-covered plain that extends south along the edges of Fogba, you find yourself thankful to survive your perilous mission. Take great pride in the fact that you were able to defeat the army of the Wedigate Sorceress that had overwon Ashley, and that your victory has likely rendered her impotent to wreak further havoc upon those who unwillingly stand in the path of her malicious plans. You only just started along the mist, misty path when you suddenly spot, spot five figures emerging, emerging out of the rolling bank of fogged herself. Surprised to see Timley and four of the armoured men from his tracking party moving in your direction. Upon catching sight of you, the young mage throws up his hand and calls out. The swell edge in his voice betraying what suspect is a mix, mix of genuine surprise and elation. You meet his stride up and meet the accomplished spellcaster with a shoulder across. When you announce the success of your mission, of your mission while simultaneously pressing the the vapour-filled vial in his hand, his eyes widen, and his four men at his side smile. We had feared the worst, he says, his words momentarily puzzling you. The African captain was attacked only a short while ago by a handful of Odorok. I'm afraid we assume you think what happened, and yet another have been lost venturing into the taken town. I can plainly see now they must learn to have, to have just a bit more faith in here, as we so obviously earned the entirety of their weapons. Each of the armoured men with Tremley initiate shoulder crosses with you. 
and after taking a few moments to tell the other men that Ashna is once again safe, the six of you set off for the camp. Upon your return to the camp, you're treated to a warm and sumptuous stew, taking hare, game fowl, and abundance of potatoes. Your thirst is momentarily soundly defeated by two tall drowths of bitter ale. One of several things Astrid's beloved tavern keep managed to load into his wagon as he and his fellow citizens fled the Ultra. Seemingly assures the townfolk they have nothing further to fear from Corto. His words seem to sit well with them. After you finish your meal, however, he takes you aside and confesses the notion that Corto no longer posing for is perhaps more firmly rooted in hope than fact. She likes she likes to sit idly in there, says, turning his gaze to the dark line of fog shrouded trees on the northern horizon. I suppose we might hope that her the fangs of some foul creature from the depths of the wood that would claim. Perhaps the living make too much to whim of chance. Her power is too great. An ability manipulate those who would further her sinister causes and proven time and again beyond any doubt that it would eventually be necessary to deal with the menace she continues to pose. Suddenly, Timmy hands you the vapor-filled fire you gave to him as a bachelor. Just perhaps, he says, a friendly fire spreading on his face. You'll one, you'll one day find your way into that forest. If you do, you're certain to need that. The magic trapped within the vial can be used to capture Coratel. Serpium stopped it in her presence, and the vapours that spill from his mouth will do the rest. He thanked him, and he nods. Of course, I didn't tell you how grateful all the circle would be for her capture. You must take care, though. For Coratel is not an adversary any of us could afford to us underestimate, even for a moment. As the refugees from Ashla begin pack to pack up the belongings in preparation for the relatively short journey back to the walled settlement, Timley again thanks you. The master maid says that he and his men will now return to Ashbeer, where word of the successful mission on behalf of the Grey Circle and the people of Ashla will be made known to the Grey Mage. Many of the townsfolk approach and offer you their profound thanks as they prepare to leave, telling you to be sure Sure, and stop back to visit them should you ever find yourself passing through. He promised to do just that. As a company of armoured men ride off to the south, led by Timberley atop a spirited white steed, turn your gaze at citizens of Ashley, now slowly making their way across the hills to the north and east, bound for home. When at last they are no longer in sight, you prepare to set off on return trek to Trithic. Before you've even taken a single step, you find your eyes drawn to a shadowy, ominous line of trees. To the shadowy, ominous line of trees to the north. A thick blanket of mist rolls out from the edge of the dark wood, spilling gently across the hills and hollows that lead up to where you stand. You know that somewhere, deep within the fog-shrouded confines of the sinister forest, the renegade sorceress Cortel yet lives, bound, bound by a curse that prevents her from ever leaving the wood, a curse that now serves to keep those beyond the shadow of Fogba safe from her cruel malice and the danger posed by her malevolent graces. It is at least upon that notion that you, 
and those who bore witness to the attack on Ashlar solemnly west your solemnly west your hopes. Alright, four thousand and ninety-six experience to general. Three hundred and eighty-four experience to all skills and powers. Okay, that's gonna west. Gonna save now. Farewell, fellow adventurers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.